Hello, hello, and good evening. But at least for me, who knows when or where you are hearing this. But it's evening out in Los Angeles. It's six fifty-one, five fifty-one, because I haven't changed my clocks. But it's about to spring forward, so the clock will just be fine like what's the point of switching it now I guess <laughs> no but this evening on this drive I wanted to speak about speaking and I wonder how many people actually truly pay attention to how they speak because many people are like, oh, I speak how I speak. I, I, I just talk. And you actually aren't taking into consideration the most important part of talking. And it's the person listening. They have to somewhat enjoy it. It has to be somewhat interesting and somewhat engaging. Because why should anyone... Get the right to bore anyone to tears. Like speaking is a craft and conversation is an art. These things I can easily just be lost. And especially in this era where everyone feels that they have a voice. But no one's listening. It's like, are you not interesting enough? Are you... Not able to actually convey a message? I mean, how many people speak and there's so many words that just mean nothing. At all. There's beauty in brevity. That's one of my favorite phrases and sentences because it is a complete sentence four words well five without a contraction but there's beauty in brevity because how many people actually think before they speak I've been forced into this by my own speaking uh, deficiencies like with stuttering like it's almost forced me to think before I speak but also how much of that thinking then causes the stuttering and then it's just like okay well I don't know if the thinking is actually helping because often I'll think to try and avoid or predict what I might stutter on but then I'll stutter on something completely else difference completely or stutter worse on the word I substituted in for the word that I was trying to avoid not to mention if it's ever public just being psyched out something about all those eyeballs and the realization of all of these different levels of consciousness actually paying attention and I don't know why but there is a higher gravity to it. 
But also, I mean, if I spoke with all of them individually, it's not like I'd be perfectly fluid, but... Like, so many of us don't even worry about the basic tenets of public speaking. And public speaking is just speaking. Because we're always speaking in public. Because the whole point is, there is an audience. That's what public is. It can be anyone or somebody very specific. But if it's anyone and the message is just blasted out there, then it's actually aimed at a portion of that everybody. You always must know who your audience is. Who are you trying to reach? Who, who are you trying to speak their language with? Because whether it's a teenager or some very technical engineer, they all have their own jargon. They all have their own way of communicating. And it's up to you, the communicator, to know what they are saying. So, how do we practice this as adults? School's over, but life is school. But you're always on in life. Like, whether dealing with anybody, it's not practice. But it's all practice at the same time. But how to legitimately practice and get true, constructive feedback, well, there's always Toastmasters. This is something I was introduced to by my amazing mother, and I've actually only ever gone as a guest, and I've never actually given a full speech. But as of last week, my wife and I have joined. So, we will be giving speeches. The first speech is just an icebreaker speech. It can be one minute, it can be ten minutes, two, they don't care. The whole point is doing it. Every other speech, there's time, qualifications, and sometimes little challenges like dealing with a brood audience member or... Dealing with or focusing on hand gestures or movement or whatever it is. Each speech has its own little slant. And they have what they call pathways. It's basically like courses or a series of speeches that you aim to to accomplish. And it's not just speeches to an audience. Everyone is involved. Because not only do you speak, there is a specific person who is evaluating you. And not only that, there's a whole other person keeping time. And a whole other person c- counting the ers and the ahs and the uhs and the ums and the uhs and the sos and all that. And there's another person, often the same as the er counter, but they focus on grammar. And are we speaking this language in the most formidable way possible? Most people have horrible grammar, especially when speaking. Because 
Kramer is a thing that's like, oh, that doesn't sound right. But also, it doesn't look right either. So, it must be analyzed by a third party. Especially public speaking. All of us are so caught up in, oh my god, I'm speaking. We often even forget what we say and how we say it. So, then, how can we learn? How can we grow? We must have that mirror of these other people to actually provide positive feedback. So, it's just crucial to find those realms where you can be uncomfortable, but you know it's a place to learn. Because then, you can be safe in being uncomfortable comfortable instead of actually truly being unsafe which stops people from or at least even the smallest chance of it being unsafe stops people in their tracks so how much do you focus on speaking do you really pay attention to what you say how you say it the tone the timber or the cadence, it could be super fast or very slow or a mixture of both, who knows? But it's supposed to be like music. Speaking, it, it's supposed to dance around all of the registers. It, it, it's not supposed to stay monotone and just have the same beat. No one wants to hear that song. So, what song are you singing? <laughs>